All right, welcome to the Burson Garage HP HQ podcast, also brought to you by Summonats, the world's wildest car festival. I'm Jay Benz, and this is the great Owen Webb. Webby, <laughs> we've got a good show coming up. We've got a great show coming up tonight. As always. Always, mate. <laughs> I was just about to say, I didn't want to beat you to it, but we've got crazy drag races. These guys run five second passes. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, we have. We've got uh, Rob Campisi with the turbo car, and then we've got Gareth and Michelle Davies, and they've got the blown car, and uh, they're going to be racing head-to-head at uh, some of that slab, so we thought we'd get them on. And Look, we've, we're going to have a really good intro into a little bit of their background. Both of them are in the have had show cars or unveiled these cars at uh, Summonats and at Motorex, and then we'll we'll go into a little bit of drag racing just for the for the general public that that either don't know or might want to know a little bit more or are too scared to ask the questions. So I'm, I'm sure these guys will give us a really good insight into drag racing because visually, drag racing is one of the most crazy sports out there, right? Like it's, these guys are you know put everything on the line in these cars, and they they are no joke. The, the, the amount of horsepower they make and and yeah. the way they, they, they grip up and send down the track, I mean, yeah, yeah unbelievable. And, and these were, the two people we got on with, with Rob, he's like a serious, serious competitor, has been for quite yeah. a few years. And Michelle, she's just an amazing woman. I don't think she's got any accolades anywhere near what she really should have. She consistently has run five-second passes for the last few years. And and uh, so and she's, she's fairly quiet, but... Uh, He's fairly fast as well. <laughs> Anyone that runs five second quarter miles is, is pretty awesome in my books. My I, thought you, I thought you were going to ask me where I was, mate. I'm out on the couch. Like, I thought, okay, where are you? <laughs> I've been kicked out of the house. All I got was the uh, lounge and I'm out the back, mate. On the, well, yeah. <laughs> I know a few guys that didn't even get the lounge, mate, when they got kicked out. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not quite that bad. I got, got to keep the VL as well, but, you know, no. No, I've, my house has been taken over by my family, so I'm cruising outside today, the, uh, the bar outside, so just chilling. All good. Awesome. awesome. Let's get All on right. with it. Let's get on with the show. No more talking. Let's go. Welcome back. Here we are with some drag racing royalty, Rob Campisi and Gareth and Michelle Davies. Welcome, guys. How are you going? How are you going? Hi. And girls. But you're a guy tonight, <laughs> as you probably always are. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so, should we start again? Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So, firstly, Gareth, we're going to um, cover off a little bit. Obviously, this is about... Um, drag racing and the matchup you guys have got coming up. But um, I want to start off with a bit of your background. Uh, you and Michelle, you've had cars. How many cars and bikes have we unveiled, for, have we unveiled at Summonats and Motorex? 
God. Even round about. Could be pushing 20. I was going to say a dozen, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, including wow. some of that we've done. Yeah. What are we up to, Motor X what? I think... Motor X twenty, Motor X twenty, and and thirty three Summonats, yeah. Yeah, I'd say we'd be pushing twenty now. Yeah, been unreal, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah, mainly bikes, but we've had a few cars over the years, haven't we? Yeah, we've done a few. Yeah, we've got another one on the go now, but yeah, we'll another what car we're building now? So seven race years, ca- seven years. This one <laughs> race car or street? Car? No, no, no street car. The one I was talking to you about on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so awesome. yeah, that'll be good when it's finished. So the last thing we unveiled was was it, was it the sidecar or was it Michelle's Mustang? Not the sidecar bike. Last yeah. Motor X. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fantastic, awesome bike. Yeah. And Rob, we um, when, what year did we unveil your Mustang race car? Two thousand and eight. Yeah, wow. yeah, when yeah. We're, when we were back in Sydney. Back in Sydney, um, yeah. and then before that, we didn't unveil it, but uh, the Cortina was at. That's Someone right. that's 17, I think it was, when I bought yeah, that that's right. down there. So, yeah, so it's going back a while now. So what are you doing these days? Are you mainly just drag racing or are you doing a bit of shows or what are you doing? Just mainly drag racing, mate. That takes up a fair bit of my time between that and I've got the family, the three young boys that are motorbike riding, pushbike riding, want to play soccer and footy and all that sort of stuff. And never enough time in a day, you know what I mean? Yeah, ain't that the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially with cars. Oh, so that car we unveiled back then, is that still the same body that you have now? Uh, no, that car's been moved on. Um, I sold that car, had a break for about four years, and we built a new car. So we built a 2014 Mustang. So what's this? Tell us a little bit about this car. It's built here in Sydney by Craig Burns, STF Race Cars. Yep. Uh, 2014 body, uh, carbon body. It uh, runs a Hemi, which is a... Uh, Twin turbo, uh, three-speed transmission, um, and so on, mate. So that's what we're playing with at the moment. And I know you run some pretty good numbers. What's what's numbers if you what are you getting out of that now? Five seventy-seven at two seventy mile an hour. Wow, slow. (laughs) Slow. (laughs) Are you? You just got to be careful because Michelle's got to race you in a couple of in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Let me just just know you're there. 270 uh, mile an hour is like absolute. It needs wings. That's (laughs) what. That is insane. Yeah. 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 So, in your class, uh, just so like it'll be a whole lot of different people watching this, Rob. So just give us a little bit of a uh, insight into your class and and what you run in there. Well, this class Pro Extreme. uh, we run anything you want. So if you, if Simon wants to come with five stages or ten stages of nitrous or what he wants to do, the biggest <laughs> engine you can, what he wants to try and coop up he can, blower, overdrive, anything you want, you're allowed to uh, race. As long as it's got doors. It must be opening and closing doors, uh, like a door car, and you're allowed to race in that class. So at the moment, that's that's what we're, we're, we're doing, to try and get that class up and running. And then once it's – we have a lot of guys uh, racing at the moment, We'll probably do some rules then once we get uh, a lot more cars and try and get some parity uh, to help these yeah. slower, slower guys, like the blower guys and girls and stuff like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm coming back to them, so just wait there, guys. Um, so just more curious that. So this is, a, this is um, a class. That, is that run in the U.S. as well? Uh, well, it, well, ProMod's run in the U.S. Yeah, and that's, ProMod. Uh, ProMod. Unfortunately, here in Australia, we haven't got, Pro, we haven't got ProMod at the moment. We, um, 
it's uh, we're trying to get that happening. So this is this is the opening, let's say, of it, getting guys together. Some of those old school blower guys that don't want to let us EFI guys and and nitrous guys into the class. Um, so we're trying to get that class up and running. So it evolves a little bit, you know, to the guy on the hill. The young kid in the hill wants to see, I think, a little bit of as much as we love door slammer. They want to see a little bit of some t- turbo stuff, some nitrous stuff, some pro charge cars, things that are a little bit different. So um, that's the way we're heading. Can I, can I ask you, Rob, at 270 mile an hour, right, is there ever a point where you get used to that and you're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is just 270 mile an hour? <laughs> or every time you're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's, it's sort of, and, and I think Michelle will tell you, as fast as it is, 250, 260, 270, it's happening fast, but it's in slow motion, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's it sort of, you, you know it's happening and you, then you sort of realise, man, I'm, I'm moving. I get to about 1,000 foot and think, this thing's motoring, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then you start thinking, police parachutes work, police brakes work, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those exactly. things start going through your head, you know? So, yeah. 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 So, Gareth, just on that note, why have you guys stayed? Or tell us a little bit about the class you run or Michelle and the class you run and the um, and that, that bit about that category. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we run in Door Slammer, which is yeah. predominantly and only a um, blown sedan class, which, like Rob said, is it's probably, um, and we'll get shot for saying this by some of the diehards, it, it's probably the biggest handbrake in our class is that evolution is being held back. And we come from the background of like 10 5 APSA racing, yeah. where Yep, Rob and all the Kriegers and the other guys, and we've all got twenty-five, you know, thirty years of friendship, and you know, racing together, and and do, and then we all love the banter, and we all love, and it is, it really is the big family thing where, and we would love nothing. And we're big supporters of, you know, the class opening up and bringing these guys in, and you know, to be able to go out to the start line, and we agree, like totally that. You know, we should be lined up next to a turbo car and a nitrous car or a big cube aspirated car or another, like whatever it may be, you know, and you're going to have turbo versus turbo and blower versus blower and like however the draw comes out. But that's like, that's, it's where we need to end up. Ideally, it's it's really where the sport needs to end up. Like we don't need more classes. We just need a bit more understanding and expansion on what we've got really. That's my belief. I guess the problem with that, bud, is it a little bit like the whole supercar thing. It comes back to parity then, doesn't it? How do you get parity if you run them all in that same class? I mean, parity is part of, like, evolution, really. Like, as when you race and, you know, it happens in the NHRA, like, on a nonstop basis. You know, the the turbo cars at one point will get a, a run on and get a bit of an advantage and they'll go, right, we have to stop this and they'll reduce or put weight in them or reduce, like, you know, boost. Yep. Um, numbers and then, you know, next minute the nitrous cars might come up so they have to control them and then, you know, the blower cars will start getting away and it's a constant. The difference that we have here in our sport as opposed to America is we make rules at the end of each year or you've got to submit rules now to be put in and then at the end of next year they'll look at introducing them. My NHRA, they'll make a rule change and they'll bring it in at the next meeting. And yeah. that's how they keep parity and control the sport. Like, and yeah, like, okay. That's a big difference where parity isn't as hard as what everyone's scared of. I think if you're prepared to make changes on the fly, not wait until the end of the season. So okay. for argument's sake, if Rob came into our class and ran away with it all, 
here in Australia, it'd be like, well, you run away with it, we'll talk about it at the end of the year. We're over there. They'll sit down and discuss it at the end of next that meeting. meeting. Yeah, next meeting. That's yeah. right. And I think that's that's a big thing in moving forward to have everyone run together and to have parity is to have the ability to be able to change on the fly. That's I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So why have you stayed in, like, blown class? Or do you look at it changing or is that just what you want to run? No, I, we've just, we just blow with people. Like, we've just always, like, it's, and and it's, I mean, Rob will probably tell you this, I think the running of the, like, turbo cars is so much more technical. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Engine yeah. where the blower stuff is more, it's mechanical injection. It's like, you know, even though we run the data loggers, et cetera, et cetera, and like, you know, the computers with our timing controller and all that, like them guys, but we can run our car like, yeah. and it keeps it within our realms. Like, you know, we get massive help from, you know, Paul and that with our car, but we, within our trailer, we can run our car where these other cars are a lot of, there seems to be a lot more input and a lot more outside and there's a lot more work to do on them unless you actually want to sit down and study and really like, you know, get it. And we don't, we don't have that. So, yeah. I mean, they're just more manageable for us. Really. I, I find that really hard to, I find that really hard to believe when we have to help him get on Zoom. My old son got it for me. There you go. There you go see? <laughs> and it's really funny because when I say that and we talk about the technology in our data loggers and our timing controllers and everything, our 19-year-old is the one yeah. that does it. Or I don't of touch course. it. No, of course. Was, you know, for us to get on the computer or show someone something, I have to get him or Michelle to get on and I can't even log on and do it. That's I'm yeah. pretty computer literate, to be honest. No, 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 that's all good. So, Rob, have you always been um, turbo, even way back? What was your Cortina? Oh. Oh, back in the early days, it was just naturally aspirated. Yeah. And then... Um, then I, uh, I went to Eastern Creek one day and I, and I saw um, Craig Thompson turn up from Queensland Yep. in this uh, little LJ, or I think LJ or so, and it had a big block with a couple of turbos on it. And I went, well, look at that. And it just, it was phenomenally fast. I said, I want to do that, something different. And um, from that point on, it was the turbos for the Cortina and so on. And back in those days, we didn't have any of the technology we had now. We had a basic computer and we data logging was very basic, so we, we learn a lot the hard way. Um, but it's always intrigued me. Um, so I'm always wanting to learn. Not that I understand a lot of it most of the time, but I get it. Yeah. Eventually, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with I mean, just because I don't know. Again, explain to the people. Turbos have always thought to have a bit of lag and all that. So does the bone car get off the line quicker, and then the turbo car comes on at the half track? Is that how it works? Back in the old day, you'd say yes. Yeah, um, but now, say, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it used to yeah, be the case. Used to yeah. be the case, but now with uh, uh, like Gareth was talking about uh, computer technology, we've got um, uh, the two-step, and which makes the, the turbos do the anti-lag, and we can build boost in the start line, and we can bump it in, and and we can leave with whatever sort of boost we want. And um, so uh, we're we're pretty much the same as a blower car, I'd say, as on the start line. We, you, blower car. A little bit faster off, off the line, I believe. Get the sixty foot, the three thirty. But then, from then on, it's pour the coals on with the turbos, and away we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Michelle, uh, what's the what's the quickest time you've run in this car? 
In this car, 582. Yeah, we, yeah. we did in January this year. Um, and we were just playing with it, really, and we put out around 586 and 583 and 582. And, and what, sort of, what sort of speed was that? Uh, 243 mile an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. that. But, yeah, but still 582. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we were creeping up on it. And, um, yeah, obviously, then with COVID coming in and wrecking the game for everyone. So you actually, um, you obviously enjoy driving, eh? I do, yeah. I've enjoyed the break. Um, don't get me wrong. I've really enjoyed the break through COVID. Um, but, yeah, we're getting back into the car now. We've got a different box here. Yeah. Tail shaft. And yeah. Yeah, so we've had a bit of play with it, as you do. Catch the turbo cars. Um, <laughs> Can I ask Michelle, like in terms of drag racing, how incremental was going down the track fast for you? Like, was your first part in drag racing like doing nine seconds, or and then it just went from like that to like a five-second car for the people yeah, listening? How how, how it, incremental was it? My licensing passed up, but I did in two thousand and in, in a Toronto. She was supposed to do a 60-foot launch and get off it and actually drove it out the back. But what we actually thought, and there's photos and a video of it, actually, it's a funny story, and there's me standing on the start line doing this. <laughs> I thought the accelerator had jammed. <laughs> and take off and stop, and then next minute the car's just gone and I was standing there and we thought the accelerator's stuck, brand new car. She's never driven one. And then all of a sudden the parachutes come out and she's got out and that was, yeah, it was just like, what the hell? And then the officials were going, you're supposed to do a launch. She goes, that felt so good I wasn't stopping. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> she did and how, did that, how did that, that film, Michelle? How did that film, Michelle? Was that the fastest you'd ever been down the drag strip? Yeah. You'd never been down the drag strip. Yeah, I ever. Um, ever. Wow. We took her wow. in the golf buggy down there before her licensing passed. <laughs> she was shaking like that. <laughs> she goes, where do I stop? And we're going, these time boards is the finish, but you don't have to worry about that because you've got to do a launch. Oh, then, I love it. Yeah. And what was the ne- what was the next step after that? So how fast was the time dropped at a drop by? Did you go straight into the sevens after, you know, you no, got further? No, we did. Um, so we, we, we've been like second by second. I mean, obviously one whole. Yeah, yeah. But does five seconds feel like, like nine seconds now, sort of, you know? Um, I guess it... No, like we, I've taken a like a street car out <clears> on a Wednesday night, for example, and I've had so much fun. And yeah. You know, going down a quarter mile in, in nine seconds, you can actually like, for me, I can look around and see what what the crowd's doing, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I joke and say I could paint my nails, you know, going down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun, you know, like in a street car, it's. it's more relaxed and it's not as um, big a competition and you know less stress and yeah. Um, yeah so so we had fun in the street car a few years back and I did like that I mean I do like drag racing but don't get me wrong um, and it's a, you know I get really nervous I do get nervous and I almost think oh gosh I'm going to be sick but yeah. people burn out um, and, and come you get Rob McGree in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ask, does he get nervous? Yeah. Uh, up to the burnt, getting there is the, is, the, is the pressure sitting in the stage and lanes, rolling into the wall. But as soon as you do that burnout, it's like everything, all the worries are gone and all that, all the stress is all, is all it's like yeah. just gone. Yeah. yeah. 
Just ready to go. Like you put <laughs> yeah. your, your race mode on and you're yeah. so focused and, and, you know, staging and seeing, you know, well, you can't, I can't really see what, I, I mean, I know who's next to me, but I can't really yeah. see what they're doing. Um, yeah, just wait for them to, well, if it's a turbo car, I wait for them to bump in and then I, I go in, you know, and have our staging routine set up before we yeah. go Michelle, without having a, a real big background in that, you, you've really just picked it up and come on so so well. Where did that all come from? Um, I grew up on a farm. I grew up paddy bashing cars. I grew up riding motorbikes, dirt bikes. So I was a bit of a tomboy. Um, I always hung around, you know, my brother's mates and, and Gareth and his mates, you know, riding. I've always loved, like, my dad had a fast car. Yeah, um, okay. And then I, I met Gareth at such a young age. He was always, you know, building cars. And I, I lived out at, at Lethington and he was at Casula. And I'd say, oh, can I take the car home? Your car, you know, my car's not wanted so well. Can I take your car home? <laughs> and so I'd take his car and, and yeah. We could hear her leaving. <laughs> but never, never back, never back then. Did you ever think, right? I want to go. I want to go five seconds down the court. No. I, I never did. I never. I never. I mean, we used to go. Gareth used to actually do drag racing before me. Yeah. 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 And I used to love going. And then, yeah, he said, "What? Well, you know, mate, you haven't gone." And I said, "Oh, I don't know." Like, I mean, I still to today enjoy going and sitting on the hill. And, and watching cars, like I still, yeah. you know, enjoy that with the family. Um, yeah. When you're racing, you don't get to do that, you know. No, you're that's right. So in, in the pits and doing stuff and entertaining people and it's just a different, different ball game. How, how are you on Gareth on race day, mate? Are you pretty stressed or <laughs> are, you, are you pretty calm by then? Or? Yeah, he's stressed with <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And this is so funny because it is so stressful. And I actually say to people as a joke all the time, I say, we've been together 30-something years now, and I sit down and I say, I actually really like my missus, and when they're in the car and they go down there, it is probably more stressful on the start line watching her. And yeah. even back in the Tirana days, Summer and Campo has been there with his cars next to us in the APSA days, and I'm sure some of the results Michelle has got and some of the things she's achieved is purely because she hasn't lifted when probably 99% of other people out there would have lifted and yeah, would have right. got out of it, and she's driven through it. And we've come home so many times, and social media is such a big thing, and, like, mm. I'll sit there and, like, I'll come, like, we'll talk in the pits, and I'll go, and she'll go, should I have got out of that? And I'll go, you know what, you probably should have. And, you know, you'll only get away with, you know, you'll only get away with so many. We all know that, and there's every yeah. driver out there has all crashed, including Michelle, and we all know that. There's an ugly side to you know what we do, and of course, you know, and then we'll sit there and someone will post a video of the car, and she'll be sitting on the lounge going, "Oh, oh, that was me." I go, "Now you know how I felt on the start line," and yeah. then you're going off at me <laughs> <laughs> when she watches it from the outside, and she's like, "It's not like that in the car." It's, yeah, uh, it's it's, it's funny it. you say that because I was talking to um, Johnny Willard the other day when he when he run that number in the Anglia. And I said to him, man, she started to go sideways. So I, I didn't even feel it. And I showed him the video that you showed me. And he goes, man, I can't believe it was the same run. Yeah, yeah he went a long way. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Rob, with your, with your family? What's it? It's become no doubt a family affair for you. And Yeah, my wife won't come anymore because she said it was fine sitting on the hill watching. 
Yeah. But the day she stood behind the car and watched <laughs> it go from one side to the other, yeah. she said, I, I, I can't, a little bit. I, yeah, I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> um, my boys are, are getting into it. They like it. Um, okay. But they, uh, they're like, well, why didn't you go the whole – like? because we do a lot of testing and uh, yeah. we won't go the whole way. We might do four or five hits to, to the 330 or half track, try and get our numbers really good there. Yeah, and I just get the grief from them. Like, you know, when are you going to go to the other end? You know what I mean? I sort of, we'll get there. We'll get there, mate. But um, yeah, look, and in saying what Gareth says and everything, and Michelle, when you're in the car, you don't feel it. It doesn't doesn't feel as bad as what it looks from the outside. You know, yeah. like I'll get out of the car and people go, "You should have got out of it." And I said, "It didn't feel that bad." You know, so yeah. Um, yeah. And you just had mate. a really interesting point there, Robin Owen. It's it is so interesting that people. And we're talking long-term spectators of the sport that sit in mm. the grandstand and look for – so they'll sit there and look from left to right or right to left, you know, and watch a car go down. Mm. And I always tell everyone, take a walk around the grandstand and stand at the start of it where it starts and watch a race from behind. And, you know, mm. when you do that, they'll never watch a drag race from the side again because yeah. they actually realise how much of a different race it is. Yeah. Watching from behind. And it does it to people. We've, had, we've taken people on the start line before and they're just like – Man, I, and it's a common line. I thought drag racing was just going in a straight line. Yeah, but of course. That when people yeah. see it from the start line, they they really understand how different it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you go. Go. I've got a video that I've shown people sometimes. Uh, from the outside, the car looks like it's straight, and then uh, and looks like a perfect run. And then the in-car video, and you can see me actually steering it the whole way down to try and yeah. keep it straight. You know what I mean? So it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from behind or inside, it's you are steering the car. It's not just holding it straight, you know. And that's that is yeah. one question I was actually going to ask. That as I often think of top fuel, but I mean, you guys are nearly going that fast now. Can you actually steer it in that in that time? Yeah, yeah. Look, and Michelle will probably um, <clears throat> be with me on this. You don't. You, you don't think about it. It just no, like naturally happens. It happens doing yeah. It. yeah, it happens. Yeah. If you've got to think about it, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah. 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 How about you, Michelle? You, can you, you sort of feel yourself or remember yourself driving through something? Yes, um, mostly in the Toronto days. Like I, I could, um, and I don't, like I drove like all over the track, seemed to be sometimes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just happened. Like you'd be driving down and you'd, be like, oh, I'm creeping over towards a wall, and, and I mean, you, you can't like yank the wheel because no, you crash. Um, yeah, so you just sort of tip it just over, ease it out, yeah, and straighten up, and then yeah, you just going so fast and tire speed and all that, you'd start heading towards the center line. So it is, it's a mission to to drive, um, and that's why you know when Gareth says when you watch it back, it's like holy hell, you know, well, why yeah. did I get off it there? You know, I should have. <laughs> You're just driving and it comes up that quick, you know, before you know you're at a huge yeah. line, it shoots out and cars off and rolling around. Oh, I watched some drag racing the other the other month, uh, even from the eight in the eight second range from the rear. You know, like really on radials, yeah. these cars were like just all over. I'm like, oh mate. I was like, yeah, yeah even then. So to go even faster like that and hold on, I guess yeah, it's just yeah. hats it's, off to you. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you just to, sorry, I'm just yeah, to try and put it in perspective for the people. Mm. The difference is, like Michelle, had obviously, when she came in and she she went in like pretty like heavy and fast, and you know she got addicted to it and loved it instantly. And yep. from nines to eights to sevens to sixes to fives, and it was probably 
she'd been racing for maybe four or five years, and we took our street car out there. I don't know if you remember our old Tirana, Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. It went 1070s, like, you know, street car. She drove it there. We ran 1070s, drove it home, and we actually drive it home, and she goes, do you know what? And I said, what? And she goes, I feel bad when I say this because I know, you know, like 107 for a lot of people is a fast car. Yeah. She goes, but I never, ever realised how long the quarter mile was. Just to put in perspective, like these guys, how fast, like Michelle and Rob and all these other people in these cars, how yeah. fast it happens. They hop in a 10-second car and she says, I'm watching the time boards. <laughs> I even checked I was in top gear and I was waiting for these time boards to come. And I'm like, that's just, it's, it's funny to think of that and put it in perspective. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Mich- Mich- doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, like you go five seconds forward, it's over, but yeah. driving a car, a five second pass doesn't feel like a, like a, the quicker the car goes, the easier it is to drive, I find. Like if yeah. I have a, a good, I don't know if that's the same with you, Rob, um, yeah. but I find if everything goes smooth and you know, and your gear changes and, and you shoot, you know, you're on the shoots at the right time. Everything is, is, you know, everything lines up. It's just a perfect run. It's quick. Oh, I, I tell people these cars are easy to drive when they go straight and everything yeah. works. Anyone can they just cruise down Broadway, no problems. Yeah. Uh, it's hard when there's an issue and you have to get off it or if you have to steer it and that sort of stuff. So, uh, mm. yeah, definitely, Michelle, when it, when it goes straight and it's, it's, it's an easy run, very easy to drive. Yeah. So I was going to ask you that. So, Michelle, have you ever felt like you've done the perfect run? Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. And so, sometimes, like I, like I talk to, like as soon as I finish the run, I can speak to Gareth and so I'm always like, you know, how was that? You know, what was that time? Sometimes it surprises me and it goes like he told me a quicker time than what I actually thought, and then other times I thought I went quicker than mm. what he tells me. You know, it's just sometimes, yeah, you, you think you're doing the right thing and you couldn't have got any better, um, but yeah, then then you get a little bit, you know, upset because you think, oh shit, I felt, you know, that was a good pass and it wasn't a good pass. It wasn't know? a great pass, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you have to put in perspective. Sometimes I'll stand there and watch, wait for the shoots to come out, and I haven't seen the shoots blossom, and I hear in my ear, how was that? And I'm like, <laughs> pull the shoot. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Pull the shoot. <laughs> He's that anxious to know. I haven't even seen the shoots blossom yet, and all I hear from the ear is about that. What's the fastest uh, you've been down the quarter mile, Webby? Probably about tw- I was going to say probably about 12, maybe 11 seconds. So it's, I'm not even going to mention that because she'll, <laughs> she'll say, tell me I'm too slow. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, guys, hopefully in about a uh, couple of weeks, you'll be head-to-head. You looking forward to that? Definitely, yeah. It should be a good challenge. And Michelle's a, uh, got a very fast car and she's a great driver. So uh, the pressure's on, mate. Probably I heard the other night that Gareth was going to put a, just a picture of uh, the back of Michelle's car on your, on your gatepost. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> mate, was that before uh, Arthur he said you live at the bottom of the hill? Or yeah, exactly. Bottom of the hill. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 I know where you live, Gareth. He's not too far, so you better watch out. <laughs> uh, no. oh, look, um, look it, it's going to be it's going to be good. Like it's like like everything. Like Gareth said, we're a big family. We've been racing for many many years against each other, 
And when, when we get in the car and we're on a start line, it's, it's enemies, you know what I mean? We want to beat the person next to us 100%, you know what I mean? Um, and that's just the way it is, you know, that, that instinct in you to win always. But um, it's, it's, it's great fun, you know what I mean? And the banter and, and – and, Put your shit on each other. It's, that's that's most of it. You know, that's that's great. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> and bragging rights at the end. You know, so um, if Michelle wins, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you so, won't hear about it from me. You hear about it from Gary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Of course, it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Kriger, I'm sure. If Michelle oh, beats you, I'm sure Kriger will give it to you, he'll mate. Be the, he'll be the first one, mate. He'll be the first one. <laughs> I bet. And so, just on that, how did that all? You guys. Because we're talking about not so much parody, but what you're racing and then door slammer, but now you're going to run together. So you're keen to do that? Yeah. Uh, I am, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have any issue racing anyone really as long as it's safe. It's quite safe yeah. to do so. Um, yeah, I don't have any issue. Yeah. I, I think that... It's easier, well, I find it's easy for us, you know, the wildcards. We're, we're terribly noisy and I understand that it's hard for the, the turbo guys to um, come up bumping and boost and all that. Do their hair and makeup before they take off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going somewhere. Yeah, I knew that was going somewhere. Good idea. I knew that was going somewhere. <laughs> hey, well, this is way too nice. It won't take Rob, Rob long to do his hair. His hair is not here left. It's gone. <laughs> So I'm just going to line wait for that to happen and um, before I get on a two-step and wait for the lights to go. So, but yeah, it's all, all good fun. Yeah, so you know, you're going to be able to win. Um, you know, it's obviously a good thing. And, and if you, you lose, let's race again. Yeah, you know? mate, that's it. Yeah. No, look, I, I, just, I sort of asking that because I actually think the event, which we're coming up with, the Summer Night Slam, is just such an awesome event with drag racing, burnouts, cruising, show. I, I just think that that will be an awesome event, don't you reckon? Everybody's yeah, yeah. So everybody's talking about it. Everyone I speak to can't wait. You know what I mean? Uh, Summer Slam, Summer Slam, Summer Slam. They all want to go to it. It's yeah, going to be great. I think it's going to be a fantastic event. Yeah. And, I mean, the entries now coming in as well speak for themselves. Like you've got a lot of other slam, a lot of other turbo cars now yeah. all entering and coming out of the woodwork after all this, you know break we've had and like I mean that speaks for itself like people want to be yeah. there people want to be a part of it yep. see I mean look you guys know, know me especially Gareth and Michelle like I just like all car events and I actually think to have like burnouts and drag racing and show and shine and the cruise and I just I think that's just the perfect car event isn't it yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 you give an opportunity to people who just like car, static car shows or motorcana or, or burnouts to be able to see this and go you know what maybe I'm a fan of this too so it's good for all genres of, of our you know it's motor, like the old it's like the old days of world. the old yeah it's like the old days of the old triple challenge triple really. challenge I, yeah. I was only looking um, camp I was looking at a photo with Benny Gantt today of the triple challenge of all the crowd, all the crowd. on the hill yeah. it was, like they were the days weren't they they mate? were the days mate they were the days it's scary that we can remember that yeah. far back mate but yeah, yeah they yeah. were the days and uh and I think this event, like, it's got a little bit for everybody, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, cool. yeah, so I think it'd be really good. Yeah, I'm super keen for that event. Let's... All right. So, look, thanks, guys, for your time. And I really, um, I wish you both well. And I'll, uh, I'll be standing there cheering no, for Hang on, Alan. We have yeah. to put the pressure on you here. Are you back in the okay. blower or the turbo? Um, is there a naturally aspirated? <laughs> 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 I'm going to hold down. No, I'm... 
I, I don't know. Either two, I know which one I like the sound of, but I know which one I like the speed. So there you go. I like both. Why are you laughing, Rob? You know he's got against you already. <laughs> I know that. That's all right. I like when the underdog, mate. It's okay. No, <laughs> oh, all good. So, oh, thanks, guys. Boy. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks very much. Good luck to both of you. I'm sure it'll be a great event for all of us. Awesome. Yes, thanks for having us. Catch you later. Thank you. Nice. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Doing? Hey, the week has come. <laughs> now, have you had any sleep this week or have you been thinking about painting all week? I've been thinking about painting all week, uh, as usual, but I still rested, so that's all right. I dreamt about cars and whatnot, so that's always good. That's good. So we're up to, in our in our build pro- in our sourcing and build process, we've actually got that vehicle all, all, all um, primed, ready for final sanding and paint. So Interesting enough, over the years, and you hear so many people say, oh, sand, and I hate sanding, but I reckon you'd probably actually enjoy sanding. Would I be correct? Yeah, I love sanding. Weirdly enough, it, it takes it out of you. It's one of the hardest things, like, mentally and physically because you're not just physically blocking something down, making sure it's amazing and straight. Or not. You're, you're constantly thinking about things, second-guessing it, making sure you're constantly on that job. Your brain actually doesn't switch off. And like you're you're nitpicking every single second of it whilst doing a really physical job. So, yeah. Do you um are you dry? Are you mainly dry or a bit of wet or what? I personally do it at different stages. So when I'm doing my first cuts, I'm doing them dry. And yep. uh, depends on what I'm doing, but I'll use um I'm I'm really old school with using just blocks for yep. everything. Like I don't. I if I'm talk, if I'm talking restoration, I don't uh, like using a orbital is a no no for me. Like if you t- like I don't touch an orbital till like the very end when I'm like sanding and whatnot, like for for buffing and whatnot. So I'm yeah. And then when it gets to the part where so some people say, oh god, I don't like water anywhere near my car. But when it comes to it, so I'm dry, 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 and then I get to my final stages and I just make the biggest pools of water in the world. So I most How shops old I've are worked you? at. How old are you? You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 33. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same, yeah, yeah. Nice long block, for especially those first parts, and, yeah, and like, oh, I say, yeah. like we said last week, go right through the side, not panel by panel, correct? Yeah, and it doesn't matter how, how tired you are, you, like, from your first stroke to your last stroke, it needs to be the same. So Fantastic. you just push through like, yeah. So I don't know, like, yeah, most workshops I've worked at, like, they've had to buy squeegees because <laughs> they're like, really, we're not used to people using water. I'm like, yeah, I make a mess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's But then, good. like, so- you know, 
going to be checking lines. Depending on the job, of course, but what would you start with? What sort of grade of paper? Uh, so usually if I'm starting, say, like even on the Chev, um, I've started with 120, 180 just yeah. to get that first block. I just wanted it to get a cut, get a good cut on that and then yeah. start working down from there because obviously you're cutting that. When you look under that, under like a microscope, which uh, I would suggest to do because once once you do that, you realise how deep those scratches actually are. And then from Correct. there, you've, you've cut and it. And then guide coated again. Yep. Yep. Always guide coating through it because, and like a good guide coat, like if you can get that powder stuff where you just rub it in, the 3M stuff I love using, you just powder, just really get it in there. Yeah. Uh, it pushes it in so you can't be tricked into thinking, oh, that's not there. Uh, yeah, different absolutely. colours will hide different things, but it doesn't matter. Like either way, you want a you want nothing to shrink back. So scratches is something that everyone's always seen at car shows. Yeah. And so yeah, that's what just, you're looking for, isn't it? In those, yeah, in those silver paint jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, you can yeah. Yeah. So so when you get that all rub finish off, what do you finish off with? Eight hundred? Uh, I usually finish off with 800 because I still live in fear that 600 will like come through and bite me. So, okay. yeah. So I always finish off with 800 because I feel like it's still got enough etch into that to something for something to grab onto. Still gives um, it a bite. I, yeah, something to bite. Too. Yeah, definitely. Right, so different... when, you've, when you've got all that done and you've got the vehicle mask and that, so how do you go? Do you etch that out? and put it all together and paint, or how would you go about painting that vehicle? Depending on what kind of job I was actually doing, um, usually say if you're doing, uh, say, a job like this one, um, I I would always do all the inners and everything first, and then I'd have the whole car together and then spray it all together. Um, most cars, you can pick up the fact that if it's been sprayed apart, you can usually tell. 100%. You want good gun consistency through a whole side of a car, uh, there's different colours, obviously, where they would say you would walk it, spray it different kind of ways, the fan, the distance. Everything does make it. You can pick up that same pot the next day and it'll come out different. So, right. Especially yeah, if it's a silver so. metallic or a, or a pearl. And like even, but even a solid colour, uh, what you'll pick up there, especially if you paint, a lot of people will paint the doors uh, down flat and then the quarter panel or whatever is going to be on the side. So the actual layer, the paint's different. And people don't actually understand that and even... Today I try and explain that to people and they either don't believe you or think you're just you're making it difficult, but I'm the same. I, I still even walk the whole side of a car, you know, which John Kosmoski taught me to do back in the day. So Yeah, yeah. it's one of those, there's so many techniques that like yeah. I just assume most people would know, but they don't even. I got asked the question the other day, why do you spray, because uh, I spray from the bottom up, and they just always assume that you spray from the top down because you're standing already. So yeah. I said, well, you know, the reason why we do that is obviously if it's falling into a wet bed. Otherwise, you're going to have, like, inconsistency with model and whatnot. Like, you want something to just – you fall into something and, like, then it just stays all wet, not yeah. painting, and then you've got grains of, grains of paint underneath. So just something as simple as that, but there's so many tricks of the trade, so many. Yeah. And, and look, it's like uh, you and I have discussed uh, off-air here that, like, we're not trying to tell people how to do every single little thing like, because people have their own methods, their own ways, it's different products, they, people like different guns, they like different processes. There's just so many variables, but we're just giving an overview, if you, which we know works, to yeah. source, build, paint, and prep a car, eh? Definitely. When this is, comes back into the fact that everyone learns something new every day Absolutely. and you never stop learning. So all products, all kinds of blocks, all kinds of paints, materials, anything, 
and techniques, you're always going to learn something different. So just embrace everything and make it your own. Yeah. All right. So we've got our base coat on that on that vehicle and we've cleared it. So would you, um, do you flow coat every job? Not every job. So I wish I actually, did. Actually, we'll explain what for the people who don't know what flow coating is. So um, we might get three coats of clear on that job and then you could leave that and do it and buff it, I'm guessing, or sand the whole vehicle down again and put an extra two or three coats on, So, which, which is flow coating. So what would you, which way do you go about that? Depending on which build and what job and what the customer wants and what I want myself. And budget. And time frame. And budget. And budget. Because budget is huge. Like you're spraying, you're blocking that whole car down again and painting yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a big process because, yeah, even flow coating, you want that dead straight again. It's just another one of those steps to getting an either flatter finish. So uh, depending on the job is whether I'd flow coat it or not. This um, this one here, I didn't. I just went extra coat of clear, just something else I can cut back to. And I'm just going to add just buffed it. So yeah, pending, but flow coat, you do get that nice depth and that just the, the great shine that you get off of that and extra protection because obviously, especially with, say, show cars, we're constantly buffing them, detailing them and whatnot. Yeah. And every time you touch something, you're actually you're pulling a bit of like life out of that. So, you know, the more build you've got from, from flow coating is actually better. Yeah. I, I, I personally um, love flow coating because I just think it gives you that extra... It takes all that cellulite look at it. And, and in yeah. particular, like I, if I had three coats of clear on that job, I'd chop into that with, with you know, even if I was doing it wet, I'd do at least 600. So it gets it, really chops it down, get all that cellulite look at it, and then another two coats and it, yeah, look because of it. Yeah, definitely. Because like when, when you do, which we'll touch on the next couple of weeks, but. Obviously, when you're coming down to the buffing stage, you, you constantly yeah. can see that you're going to cut through. <laughs> you're rubbing it. <laughs> so, yeah, flow coating, you've got that inner, you've yeah, got that inner piece. Uh, that's great. So, um, obviously, it's uh, been a love of mine for a long time. It's definitely a love of yours, that, that painted sister. There is there's no feeling like getting that job painted and then standing back there and looking at it, is it? There's, well, almost uh, nothing like it, is there? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Nearly, nearly nothing like it. But it's, it's one of the things that... I guess once I found that passion, I'll never lose it because it's just, no. I don't know. It like, once you're a painter, you're pretty much always a painter. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never lost it in all those years. It's just, it's exciting to get a job done and then you just stand back and look at it in the booth there before you go home that night. It's, it's just awesome, isn't it? It's the most rewarding part of it, which is why I feel sorry for the guys that do all the bodywork because they, you know, they spend all their time getting it amazing and looking great. And then we come and steal all the glory. <laughs> Yeah. that's when it looks the best. <laughs> All right. No, look, I love your passion there and, the, and uh, with the painting, so that's awesome. So we've got our vehicle painted, and uh, we'll come back next week and uh, we'll talk about uh, finishing that off and fitting up and buffing. All right? All right. Sounds good. Love it. Thanks, Rach. All right. How about those crazy people, Owen? That was fantastic, and I think I said at the intro that we get a a little bit of an insight into drag racing and it was fantastic not only from the, the engine and the engineering but the, the driving and how about Michelle she was yeah. just like I was always wondered where she'd come from she just seemed to appear on the scene she was running from I saw her run a nine or an eight second pass since she's running consistent five so there you go and there we know exactly where it all come from Absolutely. And another great episode there of you and Rach together in Shop Talk. We're getting through that. Yeah. And then also Benny Benz in the Mad Quiz. What a, uh, you know, lunatic. 
What a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, well, fantastic. Good fun. Well, we're glad everybody's been here for this New Year's sort of EVV or wherever we're, we're situated in terms of this. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for watching. Owen, any last words, mate? Uh, just uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas. Yep. And uh, we're going to have an absolutely awesome 2021. Okay? 2021 is going to be the best, mate. Make ever. sure. We've got all um, these events coming up and... It's just going to be a great year, great yep. car year and a great year. And we both and everybody and all, everybody involved in all of the great events want to see everybody smiling faces at these. So make sure you attend, come and say good day, and we'll be there. Everybody will be there and all the great competitors we've spoken to over this whole year and in yeah. terms of, you know, how many people we've had on the podcast and there's a million more car enthusiasts and all these great people. When we get them all in one place, it's absolute yeah. madness, right? Yeah, that's good. And just on that note, I actually really like to thank everybody that's yeah. been on a like it all started around the whole COVID thing and we wanted to yeah. keep the keep the vibe going and let yeah. people have an interest in cars and we had some awesome when you look back we've had some awesome people on, but they've all been great and some really big names and some different people. So I like to thank every every one of those people. Really good. Yeah. Thank you, Jay Benz. Thank you, old mate. No worries at all. No worries at all. Yeah. All right. The podcast isn't over, though. It'll be back in the new year. We Same will. time. We'll see you then. Cheers.